Welcome to the Glam Life Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Glam, and I've coached hundreds of beauty business owners to scale and expand their businesses. I did this myself with the Microblading Institute and Brow Sister PMU products, and I've created this podcast to help you turn your business goals into reality. Okay, so pricing beauty services can be a challenging task, to be honest with you, especially for new business owners. On one hand, you want to make sure that you're charging enough to cover your expenses, and you have to make sure that you make a profit. Otherwise, what is the point? On the other hand, you don't want to price yourself out of the market or alienate any potential clientele. Okay, so then how do you go about pricing your beauty services. Well, there I have a few tips that we're going to discuss that I want you to consider. Number one, first and foremost, is truly what I just said. Consider your costs. So before you can set your prices, you need to know what it actually costs you to provide the services. So things like I'm talking about like product costs, what does everything on your tray actually cost before you get started? Labor costs. Yeah, I'm talking about you. What does your time cost? What does your labor cost? That is included in the break-even price because you can't get the, the labor back. You can't get the labor back. You can't return it and get your money back. Once the labor is done, it's done. That's it. So your services are part of that general overhead cost. Um, other overhead costs include things like uh, rent and utilities and Wi-Fi and all that stuff, right? So use this information to determine your minimum price point. That is the absolute lowest price you can charge and still break even for the business. You always want to be operating in the black, but at the very least, simply don't operate in the red. <laughs> now, that's easier said than done, especially when you're first starting out, but you shouldn't expect to turn huge profits in your first year anyway. You should still be able to pay yourself, though, because we included that in the break-even pricing, right? Great. Secondly, <clears throat> research your competition. Now, lots of people do this one, but almost all of them do it wrong. So it's important to know what other beauty businesses in your area are charging for similar services because this can give you kind of an idea of, um, they, they say, how, what the market will bear. And it helps you set your prices. However, you should not simply blindly copy someone else's prices. What you should do is consider it as a price point and say this is probably the neighborhood we should set up in. But there are lots of factors that go into that pricing. And the number one reason, the easiest way for me to explain to you why you cannot just blindly take someone else's prices and expect to make a profit, even in your own town doing the exact same thing, using a lot of the same products, is because you don't know everyone else's overhead. You simply don't. So I'll give you I'll give you a really good example. And look, I will preface this, ladies of Lafayette, do not come for me. I will preface this by saying, um, I heard this story. I don't know if this is true or not. I was at a birthday party. Someone was serving these very fancy cookies, these very special cookies, hyped, oh, hyped up cookies, whatever. Um, and, and a conversation began. So in my town, I believe during the COVID shutdown, a young girl in her teens, late teens, started her own company called Caroline's Cookies. Okay. Everybody in Lafayette knows exactly what Caroline's Cookies is. I don't know who Caroline is, but most young people know who Caroline is, whatever. So she started making cookies and apparently she's very good at making cookies. I have never experienced the joy of eating a Caroline cookie because they're very hard to get because they sell it very quickly because apparently they're very good. 
So uh, here's this girl, very young girl. She's making cookies and she's selling them and they're selling out every single day. She's dropping them like sneaker drops. She's posting on Instagram and people are fawning over them. They're fighting each other like moms with Tickle Me Elmo. Everybody wants Caroline and her damn cookies, okay? So at some point she decides, let me move this operation up out the his house. Let me find an actual commercial space where I can do this legally and, and turn it into a real business. And as the story was told to me, again, I don't know these people. I don't even know who Caroline is. I don't know her last name. I don't know how old she is. I don't know shit about these people. But this is what was told to me at a birthday party for a child where her cookies were being served. Someone said, well, you know, she got that really nice space. And she is. She's in a very nice part of town. And I happen to know firsthand because I know several people who have tried to rent there. And I've looked at the agreements with my own eyes. Very expensive. Very expensive place to rent. So we're talking like uh, like 35 to maybe even 4K a month to rent a very small storefront in this area. I know some people are going to come from like New York girls, Cali girls are going to be like, that's average. That's not very expensive. Listen. I, 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 listen, it's under $2,000 a month for me to own 4,600 square foot of commercial real estate. Okay. That is very expensive for a rental. And it's in a, for a good reason, I guess it's got, um, it's on the corner of the two main roads in town. It's really beautiful. Supposedly it's very well kept up. It's got a lot of nice place, affluent stores all around it. So that's a great price point, whatever. But for cookies, are you slanging enough cookies to spend that much monthly? Well, the mom who's telling me this story at the birthday party, remember, says, yeah, but you know, that's a sweetheart deal because her father and the man who owns that property are friends. You know, she was a teenager when she started this. So they kind of just said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll give you the space for a dollar a month. A dollar a month? Are you kidding? When, when other people are paying like three grand? I'm not saying it's not fair to those people. Maybe they need better negotiation skills. That's a steal is what I'm saying. That's amazing. But let's say that I decided to move into the park right next door and also sell cookies. And I also sell absolutely delicious cookies. And I have a similar skill set. And I, I even do the Instagram <laughs> drops, okay? Like the whole thing, right? Like let's say I make as great of cookies in and as amazing marketing as Miss Caroline, who has an amazing business model. And I'm not knocking in any way. Um, should I sell my cookies for the exact same price point as Caroline's? No, of course not. Because Caroline only has a dollar in overhead. Everything else is in her break-even pricing, but her overhead itself, that, that big, big, big number that I'm going to have to break down every month with my cookies is simply not going to work if I'm paying $3,500 a month, $4,000 a month. That's crazy. That's a lot of cookies. Now, look, I I'll say it again. I have no idea if this is true. This is a rumor that I heard. I have no clue. I don't know this girl. So let me not speak on her specifically. I guess I could have given her a pseudonym, but I think it's crazier when you say the name because that just sounds unbelievable. That sounds absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? So this is why it's important to know your own numbers because if you blindly follow someone else's lead, you have no idea where they've been or where they're going. So the directions may not take you where you want to go. Researching your competition is important, but knowing your own numbers is very important. Next, I would say, um, third, think about the value, the value of the item. So in addition to considering your costs and the market rate, the going rate, it's also really important to think about the value that your services provide to customers. 
Are you offering a unique service or product that sets you apart from your competitors? If so, then you might be able to charge a higher price. I also have a really great example of this. So used to be in the mall at my town, which no one shops at anymore. Um, I worked at Banana Republic, which of course sells genuine leather goods and, and higher upscale stuff for middle class people, right? Directly across the hall was Forever 21. So if I were to go and grab a black pleather jacket for $20 from Forever 21 and hold it up next to a nice black leather, genuine leather jacket from Banana Republic, would I expect that jacket to be $20? No, of course not. It's real leather. It's more valuable. It's more valuable. So if you are looking at the price point of the girl uh, across town and she's charging $250 for eyebrows, and maybe that's because she just got started, or maybe that's because she owes hardly anything at all, if, if anything at all, um, in her lease. Maybe her landlord is a doll and includes all of the overhead herself, and all this, this girlie has to pay for is her yearly license, her insurance, and then whatever it costs her to cover the tray. So at $250 a pop, she's making a great service. And you have a similar setup. Hey, hot damn, good for you. Can you charge more than $250? Well, let's look at your qualifications. She may have taken two one-day courses and been in practice for about a year, year and a half. Maybe you've been in practice for six years where she has serviced 200 clients or so. Maybe you have serviced 2,000. You've been around, you've seen some things. You know a little bit about a little bit. Maybe you, like me, um, name dropper extraordinaire, have studied with the greats. I have bumped elbows with people like Rose Prieto, Carlo Ricciardone. Um, I, I not only met, but also hosted for our training, Veronica Fleiser. I speak regularly with Shay Danielle. I am besties with Amanda Brewer, a.k.a. Amanda Banks. So I'm not saying I have better friends than you, which I probably do. But I am saying, <laughs> just kidding. But what I am saying is that I have had the opportunity to learn a fuck ton of stuff that probably the girl who's taken two one-day local classes and has never left the city limits probably does not know. And in reality, honestly, I probably trained that person because I am the premier educator, right, in my town, of course. You have to speak about yourself that way or no one else will. But I like to think that I put on a very, very good program. And, of course, that is heavily influenced by all of the people that I know, that I've met, by all of the experiences that I'm having. So she does get um, a bit of, of contribution of my knowledge and experience in her own because I'm the one who trained her. But wouldn't you just go to the source? Of course, so I can charge more than the girl down the street because I've earned it. I've invested over and over again. My experience, my knowledge, my art is more valuable than someone who has not done those things yet. That's very important in consideration, right? Um, I would say, so this, this is kind of the same thing. It's almost like a 3A instead of a number four. But let's move to the, my fourth point would be setting different pricing tiers. So one way to price your services to offer different pricing tiers would be like different services or levels of service at different price points. So this can give customers more flexibility and allow you basically to work with a greater variety of people. 
instead of just a select few who can afford really high ticket services, now we can open up far more foot traffic throughout the store. I already do this, but in a way that you may not be thinking. Or maybe you are. I don't know. So I am an educator and I am the national education ambassador. And I speak, you know, at, at conferences and I hang out with people who speak at conferences and I got all this knowledge, right? So I, I charge a lot of money. Um, at least in my town, it's a lot of money where you live. It might not be a lot of money, whatever. I charge $650. Um, I was charging that even before I became, you know, I, I, became national ambassador, um, before I started speaking at competitions, likely I am due to increase my pricing to match my value. However, we are in the middle of a recession and I love my clients and I understand my market. So I will raise my, um, my rates whenever it's, you know, either pertinent or affordable to do so. But in the meantime, if 650 is still out of your price range, that's okay because I have also trained other artists who work underneath me. Now, let's not get this confused. I'm not talking about students and I'm not talking about apprentices. I'm talking about my elite team. So elite team means number one, you're hired. You actually work here. Number two, you're good enough that I would allow you to do my eyebrows. That is a criteria of being an elite team member. And number three, I mean, you've met strict, rigorous standards. So you had to do X amount of models and then X amount of clients, all to satisfaction, all underneath the guidance of myself or another licensed educator. And basically, you had to work for it, right? So you're an elite team member. You're just as good as me or almost as good as me. Uh, But you're not me. So I have those... um, appointments set at $450. So that's 200 less than me. I think that's a pretty good deal. And that honestly allows someone else a little bit cheaper of a buy-in to permanent makeup services versus coming to me specifically, which is, you know, a little, a little less attainable for some folks. We also offer, um, payment plans, but that's a little bit different of a story. You know, that doesn't necessarily help me. I don't consider that when I'm considering my pricing is what I'm saying. But I am flexible and that's really important. It's That's my final point to you, honestly, is be flexible. It's important to be flexible with your pricing. This could mean offering discounts or promotions around things like holidays or if you just really want to love up on your clients and give them something special around their birthday or maybe their brow anniversary or, you know, any time that you're extending um, the offer or the opportunity for their the man in their life or their partner to come in and get them a gift card or a gift certificate. I, I love to do, hey, when you buy $100 gift certificate, you get a $20 free. I, I love that. Why not? Come on in. Um, but yeah, I, I also do that for apprentices. So apprentices really need the experience, right? So if you want to book through us and you can't quite hit that 450, you know, um, entry level, let's say brow pricing, that's fine. Why don't you book with one of our apprentices? It's $200. That's fine. I I think that there should be something for everybody and we should be really flexible with, um, with meeting the needs of our clients, not just in the actual shape form, color, and technique, but also with their price point because everybody deserves to treat themselves once in a while. And yes, this is a luxury service, but it's one that I'm in the business of providing. It's literally my job. (laughs) So of course I want to sell more of them. And if that means meeting you where you are, that's fine. I'll have an apprentice do it for you and we'll supervise. She'll get the experience. You'll get the brows and, you know, we get a new client. I love that. So 
I think it's also important to keep in mind adjusting your prices based on changes in the market or in your business. I kind of mentioned that earlier. I don't know if you caught that, but I said, you know, I could charge more, but I'll do that after the recession. I do mean that. I don't think I would take a pay cut right now because currently, um, you know, margins are a little slimmer than usual. And of course, you still have all of your regular overhead obligations, taxes, licenses, fees, and all the rest. But, um, but yeah, I know that I'm due, my value has gone up, so I'm due for a little bit of a raise for myself, but I will not be giving myself that raise until I know that I, um, I can take care of all the people around me first. I think that's really important in business as well, is to kind of keep your ideal client in mind. You don't want to price yourself out of your own ideal clientele. If this is this, the person that you want to work with, you want to make sure that you're working within their means, right? So pricing beauty services can be a complex task. Obviously, we've talked about lots of different factors, but by considering your costs, researching your competition in the market in general, thinking about your value and then setting different pricing tiers and kind of being flexible, you can set prices that are fair, competitive and profitable for your business. Thank you so much for listening to the Glam Life podcast. Don't forget to tune in next time for more tips and tricks on how to turn your business goals into a reality. And if you'd like to continue this conversation, you can always find me over on Instagram at victoria.glam. See you next week.